You're listening to Bunker Labs Presents, a crash course in small business finance, a limited edition podcast series featuring subject matter experts from the Bunker community to discuss what you need to know about finance in order to set yourself up for success from day one. This series is brought to you by our partners at Intuit, the global technology platform that helps business owners of all shapes and sizes to achieve financial confidence. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, host of the Transition Podcast and voice of the Bunker. A key component of building a successful small business is ensuring you're able to design profitable products and services. There's nothing more debilitating than hitting your sales goals only to discover you're still losing money. While this makes sense for venture-backable startups, bootstrap small business owners can't afford to burn cash. So for episode three, I brought on my own personal accountant and bookkeeper, Lethel Blaine from the Blaine Group to discuss how to plan for profitability out the gate. Lethel is my first and only accountant, and I'll be sure to include his contact information in the show notes. As always, we don't have all the answers this series, but we can point you in the right direction. So make sure you're tuned in and paying attention. Mr. Lethel Blaine, a pleasure to have you on this series with us today. How's it going? Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. So Lethel, one thing that you and I both know that all sales of products and services aren't equal. And one of the things that happens to a lot of first-time founders, early-stage entrepreneurs, is that they can get caught up chasing revenue and still have nothing to show for it in terms of what they're able to take home for themselves, pay their team, etc. And so one of the things I want to talk through you with is how do entrepreneurs think about designing profitable products and services from the very beginning so that they're not losing money, even though they're increasing revenue? Well, like the first thing is to identify the cost. What is it costing you to produce your product? And identify a profit margin. Now, that profit margin is going to be based on your industry standards. So if you're producing a product that you know costs you, let's say, $50. No, let's say $10. Producing a product that costs you $10. And the industry markup is 200%. So that means you're going to be able to sell that product at $30. But if you're not aware of what the industry markup is, what the standards are, you're really not going to know how to price your product. So pricing is the most important thing. So that you're, you have to understand what your price covers, what your expenses are in producing that product. Now, I think it's clear for a little bit more clear for product based businesses, right? So, like you said, you know, if you're going to sell homemade candles, mm-hmm. you plan to sell candles $50 a pop, but it only costs you six or $7 to make them, right? Right. And you're factoring the cost of goods, you know, the materials, the labor, et cetera, et cetera. But for entrepreneurs that are doing more service based businesses, right? How should mm-hmm. they think about their? Cost of goods sold? Well, uh, their cost of goods sold is going to consist primarily of how they price themselves. What is their value in in the service that they provide? How much would they be paid if they went out in the open market and offered that service to another company, a particular company? How much does the company pay for someone producing that service? who's in their employ. 
I'll give you an example. When I was in public accounting, my let's say, let's say I was paid at fifty dollars an hour, but I was charged out to their clients at one hundred and fifty. Okay, because that markup had to cover a cost of my learning the product or the industry. It had to cover the cost of facilities. It had to cover the cost of continuing education. So you have to find out what your, determine what your value is when you're providing a service and also what your value is in the market. Now, what happens a lot of times in, with new entrepreneurs who are providing a service, they, they'll get into the market and price themselves too low so that once they're paid, in order to cover all that cost, which they haven't identified, which may be hidden in this and that, they end up at a loss, working at a loss. So... The main thing is being able to price yourself, knowing what your services are worth or value that. And in both cases, whether it's a product-based business or service-based business, right? We also need to be able to factor in what? Taxes and other miscellaneous costs that could arise, correct? Yes. Well, that's a fundamental cost (laughs) are your taxes, because if you're if you're producing a product and you're not aware what things are are deductible, what uh, you know how your product is taxed, you can really get in a lot of trouble in terms of loss. If you if you price a product and don't realize or don't understand what sales tax involvement is, that now you have to pay sales tax, and if you don't identify that and include it in your markup, you're going to be stuck with the sales tax bill at the end of a year or at the end of a quarter, however your particular state applies that or collects their sales tax. So there are things that, there are those expenses that you're going to run into at the end of the year. So if you make X amount of dollars in profit in what you think is profit, but your expenses don't really don't reduce that that profit in your tax base, then you're going to end up paying more taxes than you may expect. And you have to identify all the taxes are, that are affiliated with your, your product or your service. One of the reasons we produce this series is to improve the financial acumen of the veteran entrepreneur and military spouse community. And it's hard enough you know, getting an idea off the ground, period, getting someone to buy it without figuring out all the bells and whistles, you know, the taxes, the cost of goods and yada, yada, yada. So I'll say that to say a lot of this can seem very overwhelming for the people that are listening. So how do we break it down from the very beginning? Right. And let's use again my I'm going to use homemade soap this time, my homemade soap business. Right. Before I sell a single soap. What do I need to do? To make sure that like I'm I'm not going, I'm not doing it at a loss. First thing you need to do is separate your business from your personal expenses and set up a checking account that's strictly for the business so that all of your all of the expenses that you incur in that business are paid through that personal check account. 
Don't start out commingling funds and using your personal account for both business and personal expenses. The next thing to do is get some sort of accounting package that you can utilize and that will help you identify and document your expenses. Again, if you have with that business checking account, you need to pay all of your business expenses through that checking account. What the software package will do is accumulate all that information for you so that you can identify it and categorize it at a, at a later at that point in time. You don't have to have a chart of accounts. You'll have a chart of accounts with that uh, with that accounting software. And the chart of accounts is designed for you to identify your expenses in particular categories so that you'll know what that bar so costs you versus what you paid for it versus what your expenses were in bringing that that piece of soap to the market. Did you set up a website? Did you set up some sort of marketing structure or incur some marketing expense? Did you go out and talk to somebody about buying your product? All of these costs need to be identified and separated from your personal expenses. And that's the that's one factor that gets a lot of first-time entrepreneurs in in problems because they're co-mingling their business expenses with their personal expenses. And now they have to try to separate that out at a later point in time to try to see what the what the actual profit is. One other thing that they need to think of really actually at the beginning of their business is what sort of entity they're going to use to run their business through. Are they going to incorporate? It's going to be an LLC? Is going to, are they going to be a sole proprietorship? These things affect your, your tax rate. Corporations generally are taxed separately. An LLC is a type of partnership. Partnerships are taxed on your individual tax return. So that whatever income or losses are generated by that LLC or partnership or a sole proprietorship, those profits go to your personal income tax and you end up paying taxes on that additional profit that you incur. So that's one of the first things you really need to decide. After you, you, you identify your product, are you going to incorporate? Are you going to be an LLC? Are you going to be a sole proprietor? So those things are very important when it comes down to making being profitable, paying your taxes, and sustaining your business. When it comes to pricing a specific product, right? And let's use my bar of soap once again. Mm-hmm. I can also understand that in the early stages of a business, I might expect to go and operate at a loss with the understanding that at a certain point, I will reach that break-even stage. And then eventually start to make a profit. But in order to do that, I need a couple of things. I need to, one, validate the business model by being able to sell this product at whatever designated price point we set it at, which is taking into account everything Lethel just talked about, which is your tax rate, the cost of goods, et cetera, et cetera, right? But then also ensuring that the customer, right, is a profitable themselves. Right. Because you might be selling to one target audience that is really after you start to get some feedback, you go to market and you realize like, hey, I'm making 
slim margin on this one. But, you know, what if I sell to a business instead of selling one to two to three individual bars of soap? I'm able to sell 100 or 300 or even a thousand bars, right, at a higher margin. And so the only way people figure this stuff out, though, is it comes with actually going to market, getting punched in the face a little bit and actually having some data that you can start to read and say, hey, this is actually where I'm making money. And these are the spaces that I'm losing money. Yeah, absolutely. Going from selling an individual product to selling a mass amount of product, products costs you more than just the cost of producing the product. You're going to sell a thousand bars of soap versus one bar of soap. You're going to need, need storage. You're going to um, need to understand what your shipping costs are going to be. There are a lot of things in there in your model. You need to identify what your goals are in terms of sales. Okay. In order to get to this particular amount of sales or quantity of sales, what's going to affect that? What's going to come into place? If you have a, you may have a product that's selling very well on the internet, internet, but if you try to get that into a store, your your production costs are going to be higher. Your turnover of your product may not be as quick as it is now. So you have to look at how fast it takes or how long it takes you to turn over 100 bars of soap versus 1,000 bars of soap. So you may have that in order to turn over that 1,000 bars of soap. You've got to produce it first and you've got to store it then you've got to and you're paying freight in on this on the storage and you're paying freight out on the sales so it's again going back to that accounting package and separating and identifying your your business income and expenses apart from your personal is key that's one of the first things you need to do and with that information now you can decide on how to you can see how your costs are going to be incurred. What is your markup enough to make your profit at the end of the year? You know, you may you may be marking up on just the cost of your product, but you have to include all those other expenses before you, in order to get a proper markup percentage, so that you and. That percentage, you have to know what's happening in that particular industry. It's different from selling a bar of soap and selling a candle. <laughs> what's interesting, too, is you brought up a point that I didn't think about. In that soap example, if we start to work with like some of these larger distributors, right, they're going to take a percentage of the profit, right? Your, your soap just doesn't magically get up in Target for free. It comes at a cost. Same thing for Whole Foods. And so we've got to be able to track that. And that's also where a lot of early stage founders get caught up because they get excited about this big account. Then they get it by the time you factor in the margin, the man hours it takes to deliver, mm -hmm. right? All those things, it becomes a sunk cost. And I've, ha I've heard this happen over and over again, personally, from so many of the entrepreneurs in our ecosystem. Oh, yeah. It's you always, those large sales are always out there attracting, but you've got to be able to got to be able to produce the quantity that's needed to supply them first 
And then you've got to be able to store it. Because like you said, you're going to you're going to maybe pay a little bit less if you're producing in a larger quantity, maybe. But you're going to have a lot of other or, or other uh, expenses that are going to affect that income that you may not have with a smaller production scale. So again, it's looking at, at the costs that are involved. One other thing, those large corporations may pay you once every three months. <laughs> They're not gonna you you're not gonna sell that bar of soap and, and get paid and then ship it tomorrow. You're gonna sell those about one thousand bars of soap and wait two months for that corporation to pay you. So you need to you have to consider that in your pricing. What's your cost of money? Right? Because you're paying up front and waiting two months to be paid. At what point in time should the entrepreneurs start factoring in their own salaries? Because this is something we never seem to really talk about is it's all about having a great idea, taking it to market, earning revenue. But you and I both know a lot of entrepreneurs are barely paying themselves anything, particularly those that are under $100,000. So at what point in this plan do they need to factor in that salary? And then how do they go about setting up some systems to, you know, keep track of it, to prep, to prepare themselves to hit that goal? Mm -hmm. You need to consider that from day one, <laughs> okay. especially if you're in a service industry, okay? You're providing a service, so how much would someone pay you in a salary to provide that service for their corporation, right? So you may not, you may take a reduction on that somewhat, but that needs to be in your consideration in, in pricing. So if your price point allows, let's say in your, in your price point, let's say 10% of that is going toward a salary. So you need to figure out how many bars of soap that you need to sell so that 10% is going to wind up paying you a salary of X amount of dollars, be it per year, you got to break that salary down. If I want to make X amount of dollars per year, how much am I going to have to make every month? How much am I going to have to make every week? How much am I going to have to make every day? Or how much am I going to have to make on each product? And my product sales are at a certain, a certain percent. So you need to look at that from, you need to consider that from day one. And you also need to consider what things, how can you delegate your responsibility and what's going to be the cost of delegating those responsibilities. So one of the things that ends up happening to a lot of, of entrepreneurs initially is they don't see that they can pay themselves or anybody else who will be a part of that company to be a part of that operation. So again, that's a component of your pricing. Okay. At what point do I need to look at offloading some of this responsibility? Because one person can't can't run a million dollar corporation. Okay. One person one person really can't run 
about a half a million dollar corporation. And so at what points in your income are you going to start considering that? At what point are your sales? Okay, do I, after I make X amount of sales, what can I offload and how much is it going to cost me? Okay. So there are a lot of things there that have to be considered. But again, you can't even consider them if you don't have your expenses and income identified specifically and separately. So, which bring, yeah, which is bringing me to my next point of the reason we need those things is because we need to see where we're at. And one way we're going to manage that is by looking at the profit and loss statement. But if we don't have the account set up, if stuff's not itemized right, it's not reporting us accurate data, and we're not going to be able to adjust accordingly. Right. And most people, a lot of people don't. You have to learn how to read financial statements. You know, you have your balance sheet, the basic ones, your balance sheet, your P&L. And those are the two primary statements that most people use, most businesses use. There is a cost for analysis and things like that as well. But your balance sheet will tell you where you are at a specific date and time. That means if you sold everything and paid off all your debt, here's what you'd be left with. Now, your P&L statement looks at a period of time, a month, three months, a year. So it tells you, it'll give you a flow of your operations over that period of time. So now you can look and you can determine how your sales are progressing, how your, what expenses are, are fixed and what expenses are going to fluctuate with your volume of sales so that now you can project your costs and your income potential in the next six months based on what happened this six months and looking at the trends in each area of your sales and expenses. One of the proudest days for me as an entrepreneur was when you and I start to level up, you know, and I was able to start to get those reports and we'd meet and I look and I say, all right, how much income do we have coming in for, you know, Ironbound Media this month? Boom. Where are we at with Ironbound Boxing this month? And to go from, you know, billing, you know, $200 a month in accounts receivable to, you know, sometimes upwards of $60,000 was like really enlightening for me. Mm -hmm. But it didn't just happen overnight. And I know up until that point of working with you, you know, actually seeing the, the seeing things down on paper, I was super intimidated by finance. Mm -hmm. You know, to be honest, I still get really intimidated by finance. But what I've learned is you can't be afraid to look at your numbers because it's real easy to, to find sunken costs. And one of the things that I made the pivot of over this last year was, you know, I realized that. I could change and modify my business model at Ironbound Media to make it more profitable, right? So creating packages of that we sell our podcast services for at a really high margin price point, right? Everything from my engagements, I don't do proposals. I have an initial engagement that determines, hey, this is how I think you and I can work together. So mm -hmm. charging for my thinking, and a lot of these things have allowed us to be way more profitable. Now, I want to prep I want to reiterate this. I didn't know this coming into this entrepreneurial, you know, lifestyle is that all business models aren't equal. 
There's certain business models that are notoriously hard. We have to fight tooth and nail for margin. Restaurants come to mind. Consumer packaged goods come to mind, right? Anything that's labor or material intensive comes to mind. Whereas for us as agency owners, if you do it right, you actually have a little bit more flexibility, right? Agency model is feast or famine, but we need to be aware that, hey, you know, in certain, depending on your business model and your industry, you might have to be hyper-focused on finance. I know everyone really has to be, but there are certain markets where if you're not paying attention, you it's not as easy to recover. Yeah, that's true. You have to understand your industry, number one. And you also, you have to have a bookkeeper, at least a bookkeeper, at least someone who can help you identify those, you know, those expenses, help you categorize it and, and give you the financial, present you the financial information that you need. So many, um, I, like I said earlier, so many entrepreneurs, they try to do every, everything and you can't, you just can't do it, you know, particularly if you don't understand the idiosyncrasies of that particular area of your business. So you have to you have to sort of seek guidance. Okay. As good as you may think you are and you may think you know everything, there's somebody out there that can help you get a better perspective of what you're doing and make your business help you help make you make your business more profitable. And so seek help. You know, don't try to do everything. You know, your business will support those expenses if you create an environment for it to, to grow. If you don't create an environment for it to expand and grow, then it won't. And you'll be stuck. <laughs> well, Lethel, we're not going to solve all their issues here today, but we do want to make sure that we're pointing them in the right direction. You mentioned it before. Make sure that they get themselves an accountant, someone they can, a bookkeeper, correction, to at the very least help itemize cost and make sure that they're not losing money, making sure that their accounts are separated so they get accurate reporting on their profit and loss statement. Is there any other guidance you would like to give them before we close out? The biggest part, I think, of success is trusting, trusting in yourself, knowing what your product is and getting advice seek advice that's those are the most important things i see in new entrepreneurs well we appreciate you making time for us we've got veteran entrepreneurs and military spouses tuning in for all over the country all over the world if they're interested in working with you and learning more about your business how can they contact you where should we send them my email address is Lapel, that's L is in Larry, A is in Apple, T is in Tom, H is in Henry, E is in Edward, L, L, at theblamegroup.com. That's T-H-E-B-L-A-I-N-E-G-R-O-U-P.com. I'll be sure to include a link to your website and email in the show notes. Lapel, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for everything that you do for me and for making time for us today on this series. Thank you, Mike. Have a wonderful rest of your day.